And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes your guests. She's a writer and hyper-local podcaster whose show will soon be just about her living room with only one listener, her dog. It's Robin Shore. And he's a comedian, podcaster, and collector of knickknacks, gimcracks, bric-a-bracks, and gigas. Also, whatnots, tchotchkes, furbelows, and novelties. But absolutely no fripperies, fribbles, or fluff. It's Ken Reed. Tonezone is here taking a break from tweeting Mark Hamill's name all day. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little beaver tails. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon, Patreon. by Terry Warona, and he included the Canadian flag. And I looked it up, and Beaver Tails is a restaurant chain in Canada and also a dessert, a fried dough dessert stretched into something the shape of a beaver tail. I wasn't going to go into this much detail, but I will tell you it can be covered by something sweet or it can have a savory topping. Uh, and my suspicion is that it is not only served in Canada. And I feel like one of our guests is going to know. We're going to find out. I'm very excited about this group of people. Uh, but I forgot to say, Patreon Weekly bonus episodes of the Friend Zone, Zoom parties, a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. Access to my new feature, which I'm calling the Backstory, where I go into all sorts of detail about the Monday show, how the guests got booked, whether I'd met them before, how I felt during the episode, how I felt after, also how I felt before, also other stuff. Um, it's a lot of info, but people have been enjoying it so far. And um, oh, and you can watch the video of this that we're recording right now. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Sign up for a year and get two months for free. Okay. Hello. Welcome back, Ken Reed. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me back. Nice to see you. I feel like you would know about Beaver Tails. Do you? Um, I don't know about Beaver Tails, but it does sound like New England fried dough. I know Lobster Tails, which is the Italian pastry. Oh, see, and I was thinking Lobster Tails was a lobster roll. Oh, no, no, no. I uh, will get into this, but I've decided I have to move to Rhode Island. So oh, they, they do have the most unique cuisine for the smallest state in the union. Let's talk about that in a second, because I need to know everything oh, about my everything. new state that I've pretty <laughs> much on a whim decided I'm moving to. But I haven't met anyone yet who's said not to. I spent every summer there growing up. Okay, we are going to boy, are we going to plan <laughs> my life? Perfect. Uh Robin Shore, hello, welcome back. Oh my god, thank you for having me back. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you too. So you were on the show well we were we, before we started, we were saying I, I had not yet had Owen. I just had Elliot and he was a baby when you were on. You were doing right. Los Feliz the podcast with Morgan That's Murphy. right. You yes. guys both came on, and then you came on um, on the Thursday show a bunch of times, and I think I had, I had you on a Monday show, just you as well, right? I don't think so. I don't no. think I have been. I ha I would have remembered if I was a Monday show guest. I think I was with two other folks every okay. time, which yeah. was great. And now you're back. We need to get into 
everything you've been up to. But first, do you have an opinion about me moving to Rhode Island? I do, because the first thing that I think of uh, when I think about Rhode Island is that concert that was like 15 years ago. Do you remember when like the venue in Rhode Island? Yes. It's on fire. Yes, the station uh, fire. I I So that's my first thought. I don't want that for you and your family. You know how much I care about your family. Thank you. Even (laughs) Owen, who you've never met. It Matt, yeah, of course. Mm, Of course. You're so sweet to not want me to perish in a a fire. Well, I don't think you'd go see White Lion play live or whatever band that was. Was, I think it was (laughs) Great White. Yes, it It was Great White. Great White White is correct. Yeah. And Um, it was so devastating. (laughs) I don't, so that's not, I don't want that. I'm opposed to this move. There's okay. a Boston comic, Tony V, who's who's one of Bobcat Goldthwait's good friends. But like right after that station nightclub fire happened uh, on stage, I was doing a show with him and he goes, uh, I don't know what the big deal is. Really, all that happened is a bunch of people won't get domestically abused now. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the crowd oh, was dark. like, I, <laughs> Tony I couldn't v. believe it. Yep. He went real dark. Yeah. I mean, when I think of Rhode Island or roadie, Little roadie. I don't know. What? Little roadie. But yeah, I don't when I hear myself say it, I don't like it. I've seen people write it on Instagram and I've been saying like if I'm going to fit in there, I guess I'll start I'll start using it, but I don't think I'm going to be saying it uh, ever again. But anyway, when I imagine myself moving there to LR mm-hmm. little roadie, um I don't see myself going to concerts of hair bands. Do you see yourself going to concerts d- of yeah. hair bands anywhere? No. I mean, no, You're but especially part of your life. You're not going to be at the Great White concert. Right. But you just want to go. I want you to move somewhere where the fire regulations are, are up to date. That's fair. But I feel like, you know, sort of like right after nine. This is dark. But right after 9-11. <laughs> uh-oh. It's saying my internet connection is unstable. Are you guys still seeing me and hearing me and stuff? You started yes, talking about totally. 9-11. The government's trying to <laughs> yeah. shut you down, man. I think right after 9-11, that was probably a pretty safe time to fly. Right. At least that's what I told myself when I had to take a flight and I was terrified. Um, so I think actually in the wake of what happened at this this club, probably a safer time to go to concerts. Well, that, I don't that, know. That but was I'll 20 say years that ago. time to rock and roll, man. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, when I move there, I'm just going to be looking at lighthouses and walking on cute streets. That's, that's my plan. And you, des- and you deserve that. You Thank deserve that. You deserve I- cobblestone streets. But I will say, I was in Nantucket this summer, and I was wearing Birkenstocks on those cobblestone streets. And I did a seven-part fall. Like, I oh, fell no. in seven different distinct parts while a p- female police officer was watching. So I just want you to be careful with your footwear. On those streets. I People might be surprised to know, but I went through a phase where I wore, and some people on this show, I feel like, will remember this era of fashion. Those big, flammable, speaking of, what a theme, flammable skirts. Those uh, big, like, wait, skirts what? that were really... Um, flammable? Yeah. They were long and a little yeah, bit sheer. Yeah, I know and- what you're talking about. There was even a book called The Girl in the Flammable Skirt, which was which was published around that time. And it was written was by Amy Bender. Amy Bender? Was I was just going to... Yeah. Wait, she was your camp counselor? She was my camp counselor in the summer of 1986. Yes. I'm not... Like- Go ahead. 
No, she's amazing and we're still friends. And she's like this incredible writer. <laughs> Not enough people know about Amy Bender. I first it's encountered her when I had jury duty. There was some kind of literary magazine that was put out briefly. But she had a short story in there. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this short story. And then I looked her up and I owned till I loaned it to someone who never gave it back to me, Girl in the Flammable Skirt, and her novel, An Invisible Sign of My Own. Uh. And I think I emailed her, and we started communicating, and then she had this gap. Maybe you were part of it. She had a gathering of like writerly types in LA. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I ever went, but I think I wanted to. I don't think I ever went, <laughs> but you know, ironically, she used to live right around where you used to live. You guys were neighbors, basically. Isn't that crazy? I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. This is crazy. Wow. But anyway, I used to wear these. So they were popular skirts. Yeah. And then it turned out that they were flammable. But yeah. I wore them anyway. And I would pair them with clogs. And I remember eating shit on cobblestones once. So <laughs> I, I'm just saying I know what you're talking about. So I'll be, if I move to Rhode Island, I'll be careful and I won't wear clogs or Birkenstocks. You really got to protect yourselves. We as Californians don't understand such an ancient built ancient street that was literally put in thousands yeah. hundreds of years ago, but, but just, so long ago. There's is three it, distinct sections of Rhode Island though. So if oh. you were living like southern Rhode Island, that's like the beach community, you're probably going to avoid those. Or like Providence, you're going to encounter them. But then like North Rhode Island is just like white trash. And like disused uh, warehouses, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> urban blight. It's it's basically like the industrial revolution post apocalypse. That's what North Rhode Island is like. Oh my gosh! Is that how? Is I, that it, it, the Chamber of Commerce <laughs> should use that? Oh yeah, yes. Wait, they can have it. What's a disused warehouse? So there used to be, actually. Fun, fun Rhode Island fact. Uh, the world's first discount department store, Ann and Hope, started in northern Rhode Island. And before that, all department stores, you would go and there'd be a guy behind the counter and they would get all the stuff for you. Oh, but yeah. Ann and Hope was the first store where you got your own stuff. And the guy who started Walmart went and undercover got a job at Ann and Hope for like six months and took notes uh, for Walmart. But where oh. Ann and Hope started, because they used to manufacture a lot of their own stuff, they started as a uh, like a factory fabric companies. There's a lot of textile companies in North Rhode Island. Um, now they're all gone. So it's just looks like mid century schools with broken windows and brick buildings that are sort of half falling apart. Uh, it, it's very, it looks sort of very Eastern Europe mm, pre communist revolution. Picturesque. Now that is corporate espionage. Is it not? I believe Going it is. I'm still I'm still stuck on the fact that there's three distinct parts to such a small place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you stand in I all mean, of them at once? Oh, almost. Great Depends question. on how flexible you are. Well, I couldn't, but my kids could. You know what? I haven't said hello and welcome to Tony Thaxton yet. And Tony, I don't know if you noticed this on last week's Instagram post, but now I have someone who's noting the time that I introduce you, the time code. <laughs> I We're on the clock. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I did I did see one of those. And uh yeah, I, I found that amusing. Uh, it I was have, great I, because he said, sorry, now I've 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 opened the door and now I slammed it in your face real fast. I'm used he to He said he's the Jess Flowers of Tony introductions, Jess Flowers being the carb czar. So I that just tickled me. I loved it. <laughs> Hello, Tony. You were saying. <laughs> Hello. Uh I, I have two things right away. Uh, okay. one 
I'm, I realized once we started, Robin, not only have you and I met before, I what? have been to your home. You have? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> what are you talking about? I used to, uh, oh man, now I'm blanking on their name. Uh, I used to do some occasional work, like fill-in work sometimes for the, uh, this is what I'm blanking on, the network that Los Feliz, Los Feliz the podcast oh, was on. Oh, yeah, of course. I knew your <laughs> name sounded familiar, but it's been so long. We were on All Things Comedy, but then we were also on the Rick, it's not the Rick and Morty podcast network. It was Harmontown. Yes, Starburns. That's exactly Starburns. I, I Was it for Starburns? Yes. Well, thank you yes. for doing that, Tony. Oh, you did a great no. job. <laughs> and I hope I, I hope we were nice to you. You were. And again, okay. there's I there's no reason. It was one time. There's no reason to remember that. But it just no. Like, I do remember. As we started, now, I was like, oh actually. yes, okay, yes, yeah. How yeah. many podcast producers do people have in their home, Tony? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I can't, I can't answer that. More I, than two. Uh, I you have to let the Allison and Robin answer that. I don't know. I've had two in my home. That's I only Wait, had. We only have three. one. You're talking never, about con- at the same time? Oh, no. I've only ever had one at the same time. Oh, right. Yeah. But all yeah. told, I've had... I feel like maybe I'm forgetting someone, but I believe I've had three just in my life, in my yeah. home. Yeah. Same. I would say same. Yeah. Counting yeah. Tony or not counting Tony? Counting Tony. For both of you? Three for yeah. me. Three for me. Or wow. is it like, because we're ladies, you got to times it by three. <laughs> yep. And then cut it in half. And there's your pay. They got, they got seven podcast producers in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. A lot has come up. I'm just trying to figure out where I want to go with all this. What about um, Tony's okay. shirt? He's got some bomb pops on there. It's looking good. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's, I enjoy uh, his. It's hot here, so I've been. This is a nice, cool shirt, and uh, <laughs> I didn't mean cool like hey. I meant like you know, it's a good hot day shirt. You're not wrong. It's figuratively and literally cool. <laughs> Thank you. And also on top of that, uh, I, let me ask you guys: is, Do you guys notice anything different about me today? Ooh, hmm. no. This is uh, a oh, wait. question for me. Yeah, that's right. Since you didn't remember, it's kind of a trick question for all of you. Did you get engaged? Are you wearing a ring? (laughs) No. Oh, that's a great question. Do you own? Do you own a robe? No, no robe. You're not wearing shoes. No, I am wearing shoes. Okay. Haircut. Um, No. Brows done. No. Did you get a facial? Facial. Yeah. It's it's not actually about my physical appearance. Is it about the space? Your voice is higher. Your voice is higher. You're on a new med. No, uh, oh, I don't. I I'm don't. Gonna, want this. I'm just gonna tell you. You smell oh. weird. Oh, okay, you don't fine. want it to end? Is that what you're saying? I don't want this game to end. Oh, okay, sure. Keep going for ninety. Give us minutes. a little bit. Give us a little bit longer. It's your okay. birthday. You're older. <gasps> yeah, I forgot. Oh, oh, <laughs> we sixteen candles. You? <laughs> oh no! Wait, it's happy today birthday. Your is today, it today? Yeah, today is September sixth. Happy birthday, yeah. Tony! Thank oh you. my god, I feel like a real, no, real no, no, asshole. No. I, I did not do it for that reason. I, I, I honestly, it's totally. I, but fine. you know what's great about today, Tony, is not only is it your birthday, there is a new moon, and I'm not one of those crazy people, but there is a big new moon today, and it's Rosh Hashanah. 
So okay. your birthday is a, and Labor Day. So your birthday is a very storied day today. Uh, it's it's not been very exciting here, but um, <laughs> you're probably going to you know, get I'll people giving that. you those combination Rosh Hashanah Labor Day birthday presents yeah. instead of getting you three gifts <laughs> exactly. and new moon, new moon too. Uh, yeah, have you done anything? No, I've been working all day. See, Tony posted something where one of those like ask me like. I'm in front of a pool. It's my birthday in four days. Ask me anything things. And it's been kicking around the back of my head. But I clearly didn't note the dates because I've been like, and I, I completely forgot when we started this it's fun game. It's seriously fine. It's seriously fine. No, it's not okay, Tony. Yeah, no, it really is. <laughs> is it a big birthday? Is there a zero? No, is there a no, five? Okay. No. Well, you know. 29 is a good it. year, though. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I, wish. I don't. I don't mean to make this all about 9-11, but <laughs> I know a couple people who have birthdays on 9-11, I and I never, I never forget. So, yeah. Tony, despite We're what Robin said. We're never supposed to forget. Yeah. <laughs> despite what Robin said about all the things, your, the days your birth, the day, the things that are happening on the day, this day of your birth, I still didn't link it up in my head. So, if you could make your birthday be on a day that I'm already thinking about, that would be better for me. Well, Did you just he tell got, him to do a terrorist attack on his birthday? Yeah. You, you could know, do January 6th. You could do 9-11. You could do right. the Yom Kippur War Day. I sound yeah. way more Jewish than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, oh, can you get, could, I can get you in the ballpark because it, it works this year, but it it doesn't, you know, it's once every seven years or something. You know, I, I think of it as, you know, today was Labor Day, so I was born on September 6th. Ooh. Ooh, that's nice. But again, you know, it doesn't doesn't work. Right. Year, but, was it you know, Labor Day? The the, ballpark. Was it Labor Day the year you were born? I don't think so. I feel like I looked that up once, and I don't. So it's going to say your poor mother. The jokes in the hospital would have been <laughs> <Right>. sufferable. <laughs> um, speaking of new moons and moon stuff, I have to tell you when I uh, so a couple days before I went into the hospital to have Owen. I had a little bit of bleeding, so the doctor told me to go to the hospital. I thought maybe that was going to be – I thought I was actually in labor at that point. And then they sent me home, and I, I went into actual labor two days later. But that night when I went in, they were saying – they were kind of joking, like, it's better if you're not really in labor because it is really crowded here. Um, it's, the, it's the new moon, or it's the whatever moon. It brings everyone in. And I thought, What? <laughs> what? what? Is this – like – I chose to have my baby in a hospital, right? Where we believe, right. where we not an ashram, in- not an yes. ashram. Yes, <laughs> I yes. was just surprised that they all signed off on the yeah. moon, the lunar goings on affecting our wombs. It's a little. It's a to me. It's a little bit of a stretch, but at the same time, it's not because like it's the tide and it's the moon and. I have a neighbor who uh, creeps around at night only on the full moon and on new moons. He's a <laughs> so werewolf. He he's just he is a lovely, lovely man who does who stands in the window as we walk the dog at night and just like jumps out of the window to see if we're there and it's really scary. But he only does it on a new moon or a full moon. It brings out people come out for it. I don't know why. That's that where is lunatic comes from. True. Correct. Yeah. True. So, Robin, yes. you and I rekindled our friendship because our best friendship. Our best friendship because you used to do voiceover stuff. I did. And 
I forget how this even happened, but I think I... I remember. Yeah. I remember. Okay, you tell it then. It was... I put on Instagram stories randomly, randomly, and you were very supportive of this, but I just... It was a it was a video of me just doing this. Living spaces. Yes. Wait, <laughs> hang on one second. Tony has Tony something. Tony Thaxton. Oh my god, that's amazing. Tony <laughs> Thaxton. Yes. Uh, and you encouraged me to like start doing voiceover again. <laughs> I said, "Oh my god." Oh, wait, do it again. Living spaces. No, that was too high. Living spaces. And I yep. was like, oh, my God, did you actually do the voiceover? And you said you didn't. And I'm like, but you used to do voiceover, right? And then I said you should – you said – something you said made me feel that it would be appropriate to say to you, you should start doing it again. You should reach out to your agent. And then I said that, like, I used to have a voiceover agent, and I think right. I was terrible back then, but I took a voiceover class, and I really feel like now I would know what I'm doing. Yes. And for – Six to seven years now, I've been tempted to reach back out to that. I'm exaggerating to that agent, but I just can't bring myself to. But then I think we were going to challenge each other to reach out to our agents. But then you just posted in a story, hey, I would like to get back into voiceover or whatever. So you never reached out, did you? No, I did. Here's what happened. Oh, I, I, um, I think I took the living spaces video because you inspired <laughs> me so much. And I tagged my old voiceover agent, Mark measures. And I, um, I tagged him. He was at Abrams artist, and I think he's in a new place now. So I tagged him and all he wrote back was haven't been at Abrams in seven years. And that was it. That was it. I never hmm. heard from him again. I used to do animation. I did commercial and then I got busy with other stuff, but it is so much fun to do. And you absolutely need to do it, Allison. You absolutely you. need to do it. Thank you. Um, yeah. I, I should, at least I should email the guy and then he yes. can write back and blow me off like Mark Measures seems to have done to you. And, but then, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. I feel I'm, like you. I feel like your effort to get back in can't just stop here, though, because right. you have a whole body of work. You can do the I, living space. Didn't you do Dove or something like that? I did. I did Biore. Beauty starts here. Yeah. Um, I, there. It was a campaign that was like there are over twenty thousand pores on your face. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, it would require me to find all of those clips because mm. I was so lazy back then, and it was almost pre-internet in a way. And yeah. so, in order to get an agent, I would have to. Show them the. I know that the Biore stuff is on YouTube, but everything else that I did is like in Disney animation somewhere. I don't know. So I'd love to get back into it. And by the way, if anyone's listening, this is not this nasal register that I'm at is not not typically what I use for my voiceovers. Unless that is what you're hired. People Unless are looking to hire. Yeah. In which case, that is what she does. Right. But we usually go somewhere down here. <laughs> you know, in the beauty in the beauty markets, it's somewhere down here. <laughs> but thank you for pushing me. I needed the nudge. You're welcome. Um, so, Ken. <laughs> yes. You have a custom IFB, which st- I forget what it stands for, but it's like what it's an earpiece, and it's what yeah. news. It's what people who do live TV use. It's not custom. I mean, you there. Oh. I don't right, even... it's not it's not custom. Oh, moving on. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's <laughs> Don't Tony, and I called you Donnie and I don't know why. Tony, 
the birthday boy, does have a custom earpiece. We'll it's an get to that in a moment. Stage monitor kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, monitors. Yeah, yeah. This is literally just like it's. I won't be able to hear you, but it's just like you know, a uh, a little earpiece thing. You get them on Amazon. They're like five bucks. But you know what the coolest thing is that I want to say is anytime a performer is on stage and they have those things in their ears. I mean, I know this is for news and then they just rip them out. Yeah. They rip them out because <laughs> oh, yeah. the sound isn't right and then they have to continue singing. It's, it's the, the new pull your glasses off. Yeah. Ben Flat was on America's Got Talent the other night. He ripped it out of his – and then it's just hanging there and it looks really cool. <laughs> yeah. Or like on a TV show where it's a newscaster and, they, and they're just going to go rogue. Mm-hmm. They're not, not going to listen to their anymore. producer anymore. Yeah. Right. Get out of my right. ear. Ah! Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Ken, you decided to get this expensive piece of equipment <laughs> because sure. you were tired of the look of headphones? Yeah, I just I didn't need full headphones on Like, because if I'm doing, you know, I don't need to hear a stereo sound if I'm just talking to people. Right. It's smart. I didn't know they were only $5. Oh, yeah. You just get, you have to get like a, uh, like a long cord mm-hmm. that are like another five bucks and then you, then it's good. Yeah. Back uh. in my going on live news days, um, I would just use, I was always impressed with people who brought their own IFB. Oh, yeah. You it's don't like want to use who bring their else's. own bowling ball. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, like their own I... microphone now in stand up. You bring your own mic yeah. now. You do? Oh, yeah. You don't want to use someone else's, like, germ-ridden mic. That makes sense, but wow. Wow. To- uh, oh, I am off my game. <laughs> Ken, Ken, have you been doing stand-up? No, it's been quite a while. <laughs> I, I really haven't left my house much since I did your show in person in March 2020. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, like, maybe an hour uh, every now and then. Because mm-hmm. I had okay. a... I had a moment, uh, I don't know, six weeks or so of going out and then um, vaccinate, people who were vaccinated started getting breakthrough infections. A lot of people near me. Yeah, and then I same. was like, okay, I don't feel like it's responsible to put five people in a small room where we're all going to for sure be sharing each other's air. Yeah, it doesn't seem and worth it. <laughs> it's just been uh, shut down 2.0 ever since then. But so many people... Our own Tony included, and I, I, I don't say that. Uh, I'm not. I'm not, not shaming. Trying him. to say that. I'm not trying to shame you, but so many people are out and about doing things, and they seem to be fine. Yeah, I'm just. I, I don't like. It's, it's odd in that this is the longest I've gone without doing stand up in 20 years, and it's the mm-hmm. longest I've gone without being on stage since I was 15, and I think the previous record was two weeks. Um, but also it, it is making me realize that like, I'll see on Instagram people posting like I'm killing it at McDougal's Irish Mexican bar stand up show. And it's like a little, you know, guitar amp microphone, no people. And I'm like, you're doing that in a global pandemic. Like you, like that was bad without <laughs> the apocalypse. And then you still like, that seems not worth it. Like I just haven't found anything that seems worth it to me, but I right. also don't know what would be worth getting me out of the house these days. Right. I know it's interesting. What about you, Robin? You're currently uh, <laughs> across the country where you went for sort of for a wedding. I went to a wedding that I wasn't invited to. And then I'm here at my sister's house. I, 
I'm with you guys. I'm with both of you in that when I am home in Los Angeles, I don't like to go out. And we were at the wedding last night. People were doing karaoke and passing around the microphone. And I was like, everybody stop. I would not. I just was that made me very nervous. So Mm -hmm. um, I've been flying. I have been flying around, but I am incredibly scared of it. And and in my head, I'm still like, I'm not going to get it. You know how you're, you you think, there? what is it, delusions of grandeur? Like, I'm totally not going to get it. It won't happen but, to me. <laughs> yeah, it won't happen to me. But uh, we're just being as careful as we can. But I, I have no desire to, like, be in a club um, mm-hmm. right now or anywhere, really, except where I am. So this wedding, yes, <laughs> this wedding that you s- sort of crashed, you said, and you have to explain how this happened. You said that the, um, the, the, uh, oh my God, a dress code was picnic chic. Picnic <laughs> chic. Yes. Please explain this. I wish I could explain it. Um, there's been so much discussion in my house in the last couple of weeks about picnic chic and the two people that were getting married are wonderful sort of Juilliard trained kind of Broadway type actors. So when I heard Picnic Chic, I'm like, people are going to go all out and dress in like Louisiana, like hats and whatever. And my wonderful boyfriend decided to wear his fanciest suit. And so, and then he was like, I look like an agent at CAA. And he looked fantastic, but he did look like an agent Does at CAA. Does he do voiceover? No. <laughs> Does he rep voiceover? Because you got no. me in. That's right. Oh my god! If I was at CAA, they'd be like, "Who? They, they have so many clients there; they wouldn't even remember." But, um, <laughs> but yeah. So, so when I went, I was invited to the very tail end of the party because of COVID restrictions. They there weren't a lot of plus ones, and this was a couple that I didn't know prior to my boyfriend. So uh, I went at the very end, and people were in very bright colors, a lot of plaids, a lot Ooh. of plaids under a navy jacket. The women were in everything from funeral black to lilac purple to like really a lot of whimsy. People put a lot of whimsy into their picnic chic, but there's really no way to define that dress code. And you just have to sort of go with your gut or with whatever you have in your closet. You could go uh, Yogi Bear and just wear a little fedora and a necktie and nothing else. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yes, you could. I mean, you I like – I would have looked for a gingham. I would yeah. have looked for some sort of big pop of color with a navy or something. Yeah. An but, costume. Um, yeah. But he didn't when I when I crashed the party, my boyfriend did not look out of place with other people. It was very dark. It was on a baseball field, so I couldn't see anything, but he looked like he fit in. And what were what? you wearing? I was wearing white jeans and a gray sweatshirt because I didn't know that I was gonna be going to a wedding. I got invited at the last minute. I should have known that it could have happened. I feel like gingham and these other sort of patterns we're talking about, the picnic aspect that those are bringing in is the tablecloth, right? Or like the thing you spread out and sit on? Yes. When's the last time you've been to an actual picnic, though? (sighs) Great question. I haven't been to a picnic in years. I don't think I have either. And you'd think that I... Wait. Okay, so... When I first had Elliot, I was part of a mommy and me group. And occasionally yeah. there would be a like, <laughs> <laughs> let's all go to the park and yes. bring blankets and things. So that's picnic adjacent, but not true picnicking. But it had the unpleasantness of a picnic, which for me is sitting on the ground trying not to spill 
sticky stuff on myself and feeling kind of messy and hot. And trying to eat elegantly. I actually think it comes to mind now about three years ago, I went on a blind date that was a picnic. It was like, let's meet in Griffith Park at the benches and just eat our lunches. And I was like, Mm. that's low stress. Okay. And it was fine. But I don't remember what I wore because I didn't know I had to be chic. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what people mean when they say PC? (laughs) yes 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 uh tony weigh in on picnics please i couldn't tell you the last time i was at a picnic i i don't know if i have literally anything i can add other than calling myself out uh the you know one of my jobs and working on this show is taking notes and uh i was taking note and when you said picnic chic my dumb brain for a second spelled it s-h-i-e-k Oh, yes. I mean, I know what a yes. picnic chic is. If someone dressed up like a picnic chic, yeah. like it's a perfect. full iron chic, that'd be great. It's yeah. a perfect costume because you could take a gingham and make it into the chic thing. It's perfect. Yeah. And then Halloween. you're like the you're like the captain of the picnic. Yes. Or the I ruler re- of the picnic. I remember a lot, many, many years ago for my friend's 30th birthday party, uh, the, the theme was pirate. We were going to Pirate's Adventure, which is like in Santa Ana or something. And uh, my friend Ike dressed, he, everyone's dressed as a pirate. Everyone's dressed as a pirate. And Ike Barinholtz walks in dressed as a pilot. And he <laughs> spent the whole, whole night going, I heard wrong. I just, I heard wrong. Uh, and it was anytime if you were drunk or whatever, you'd look over and see that guy. And it was just like, here, it was so funny. Did he, was, did he legitimately hear wrong or was he doing no. a bit? He was doing a bit. Okay. Cause I was going to say that's a plot point of Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> oh, it is? <laughs> yeah. Because the guy's father wanted him to be a pilot, but his nanny ha- was like hard of hearing or something. Um, by the way, I don't think people say hard of hearing anymore. Um, but back in the time of this musical, they did. Uh, and she misheard and she thought that the father wanted him to be a pirate. I bet you, uh, I will ask him, but I bet you so much money that that's where he got the idea from. I, I can see him being a Pirates of Penzance fan. <laughs> for yeah, I feel like a, a good pirate theme would be if you went in regular clothes and then stole someone else's pirate costume during yes. the event. Yes. That would be amazing. Pirates of Penzance, can I say one thing about it very yes. quickly? You can which say is two a, things and take a long time. <laughs> when I was like four or five years old, my mom got tickets to Pirates of Penzance at the Pantages Theater, which we know and love. And like right before the curtain went up, it was like, we have an announcement. Andy Gibb will not be playing whatever <gasps> part he was. It was Andy Gibb and Pam Dauber. I know, right? <laughs> Wait, like, was that the zipper coming up or going down? <laughs> that was a record scratch. That was the zipper oh. going up, right? <laughs> it was, uh, I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was. Did I you really thought, legitimately think that? I thought, look, Andy Gibb is a hunk, so I thought it was someone's fly going down or or maybe finding out that he's not going to be in it, you're zipping your fly back up. <laughs> you just piloted that sound effect. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so Andy Gibb it, my, and my mom went oh no oh no because she had gone there to see Andy Gibb this was the height of Andy Gibb and I'm not kidding you he was dead like a week later like he sad oh, wow. it's a sad ending but I just whenever I think of Pirates of Penzance I think about Andy Gibb and how was, he died who was his understudy though I, I can't remember I could look it up but I can't I, remember let's just say Robert Guillaume okay just for the great. hell of it great <laughs> 
Robert Guillaume, <laughs> famous for playing Phantom. Yeah. Yes. I loved Phantom of the Opera. I never saw Pirates of Penzance. Well, the but eighth you know grade. It. I know it because at the private school that I went to from kindergarten through eighth, the eighth grade would put on a musical every year. And it was a big fucking deal. So I can tell you every single musical that they put on and they put on Pirates of Penzance and I was starstruck and taken in by these fabulous eighth graders. But I saw (laughs) Phantom of the Opera at I think the Amundsen or the Dorothy Turner Pavilion or something. And man, I had a real big crush on Phantom. (laughs) Uh, And I saw it like multiple times. Not that many, but more than once. And something I know, my husband normally is on this show. We don't have childcare today, so he's watching the kids. But it turns out, and I don't know if he's cool with this being public or not, but oh well. (laughs) The best things come after that. (laughs) He also was super into Phantom. We share this. Do you role play? <laughs> no. Oh my god, that would be exciting though. Yeah, I can see him wearing that, that Sarah Just... Brightman outfit. Yeah. Look good in it. Cool as fuck. Just for the theater ner- for the specific phantom theater nerds out there, I've been thinking a lot about how not a lot, but a fair amount about how Christine Daye, that's Sarah Brightman or Whoever you saw, I saw someone named Dale someone, and she was very good. Yeah. Um, She's wearing her outfit from the performance within the performance, and then she goes backstage, and that's when the phantom shows up in the mirror and stuff. And when she's back, quote-unquote backstage, she puts on this robe and, like, Tony, this is not of interest to you since you don't care for bathrobes, ties it around the other outfit she had been wearing, and it, like, fits Perfectly, and I've just been thinking about that bit of costuming. Here's it just fits perfect. Yeah. The, uh, the main title song was ripped off from an Atari commercial about the game Centipede. That dun 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 dun. That is not true. I swear to God, if you go on YouTube and you look up Atari Centipede and you listen to that song, it is one hundred percent ripped off. So you're wow. suggesting that Andrew Lloyd Webber was listening to Centipede? Absolutely. <laughs> You know what's Not funny? Not the Reby Jackson one. Is when people argue with me on Twitter and they and there's the source, they're citing a source and that is them including a YouTube clip. I'm like, give me a fucking break. However, Ken, you just suggested I go to YouTube and I'm like, that's fair. Yeah, see, that one works. It's when someone goes, look, this virus, go on YouTube and search Dr. Jim and it's spelled G-I-N and he... <laughs> They don't want you to know because it's normally that kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Don't um, go to YouTube for your virus info. Just don't. Don't go don't go for health info. Just go for Andrew Lloyd Webber info. Yeah. yeah. The Andrew Lloyd Webber yeah. conspiracy or cooking stuff or or there's a whole edit of high school productions of Peter Pan going wrong. I mean stuff <laughs> oh, like that. Oh no. Per- I've oh, yeah, seen kids that. Kids flying incredible. through walls. It, it's the funniest thing. Does anyone get really hurt? Oh yeah. <laughs> There's one where this girl like gets pulled out of the bed and right. clearly the, the high school kid yanking the thing doesn't know the right strength. And she literally goes, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is awful, but funny, but awful. It's, it's very funny. It's awful that it's funny. But you know what's not awful at all and it's only great? It's the ring alarm. Protect your home with Ring Alarm. For a special offer, go to ring.com forward slash best friend. It's the perfect way to start your ring experience. Um, you guys, 
I love the ring alarm. I love my ring doorbell. Had the ring doorbell for years. I cannot imagine life without one. And like everyone I know has one too. So I, I'm going to assume that you, you're probably familiar with the product. Um, I didn't realize back then they also have an alarm system. And when we moved into, into the house, Daniel wanted to get an alarm system. We shopped around. We were looking at ones where they have to come out to your house and they set it up. And I don't know. I, just, I had qualms about all of them. And then I was talking to the guy who straightens my hair, who is very good with research. He's just an impeccable consumer. He's also good with travel tips. And I asked him, do you have an alarm? And he said, oh, yeah, I just got the ring alarm. I, and I said, oh, I didn't know they have that. How does that work? And he's like, yeah, I just set it up myself. And that appealed to me a lot. So I told Daniel, we went out and got it. He set it up himself. Seamless, it seamlessly pairs with your other ring stuff. Um, although, yeah. And it, then we went on vacation and I, we had such peace of mind knowing our home was protected by the alarm. It's great. It's protection. It's peace of mind. It's a powerful, affordable home security system you can easily install yourself. Um, it works seamlessly with the other Ring products to protect every corner of your home inside and out. Best of all, it all works together in one simple app. You can keep an eye on your home from anywhere, right from your phone. Protect your home anytime from anywhere with Ring Alarm. Go to ring.com slash best friend for a special offer on a Ring Alarm security kit today. You can build the system that's right for your home and have it up and running in minutes. That's ring.com slash best friend. That's ring.com slash best friend. Uh, I also want to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, BetterHelp is online therapy. It is more affordable. Uh, it can be more affordable than traditional therapy. They have financial aid that is available. You can get started with therapist in under 48 hours, which is huge right now because I know tons of people who who tried to seek out traditional therapists and they have these insane wait lists. Um, whereas BetterHelp, you can get paired with a licensed professional therapist quickly. I have a couple friends who are doing BetterHelp right now and they're both having such good experiences with it. One of them didn't feel that the first therapist they were matched with was the right match, but with BetterHelp, you can um, change therapists as many times as you want, no extra charge. So they will get you to the right person. Um, and you guys know if you've been listening to me for any amount of time, I believe wholeheartedly in therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash best friend. That's betterhelp, better H E L P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Special offer for Allison Rosen of Is Your New Best Friend listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash best friend. That's betterhelp.com slash best friend. So speaking of therapy, my therapist is on vacation this past week. So I'm going to make you guys talk about something that really I should save for her. Um, and I have to be very vague. So th- I'm just telling you up front, this is going to be a frustrating story because I'm going to be very vague. <laughs> Can't wait. Yes. Get ready for a frustrating, vague story. Hold on. Let, that- me, get my, let me get my therapist pipe. But oh, also great. classic that your therapist is off, what, the last week of August into September. It's they always take August off. It's a tough month. I didn't even realize that there was a pattern to it. There is. There is. Yeah. They mostly take August off. It's like there have been books written about it, I think. Do they all go on like one big vacation together? Yes, together. Like a therapist cruise? Ther- Scream. Theracon? <laughs> Theracon? I wonder why. 
It's sort of I, like how in Europe, uh, you're shit out of luck if you're looking to buy something in, or at least in France, in August. I don't know if that's true anymore, but it was. It's it's like, a, I don't know if it's, a, look, my therapist has been around, thank God, for most of August, but it's, it's the, I think the, it's some weird, I don't want to say it's a cliche, but there are a lot of people that have trouble in, in the month of August because of it. Interesting. Oh, I yeah, thought you I were going to say say like a lot of people have trouble in the month of august so the therapists are like bye-bye See ya. <laughs> no, no no it's the other way yeah no it's tough i think it's yeah. tough for some folks out there mine died so, on me while i was in la in march 2020 that is that's so rude. rude that's so rude. <laughs> yeah it really is <laughs> have you found a new therapist no it's, oh no it's been help. a difficult year got a better help yeah better help um Okay, so here's my vague st- – I'm trying to figure out where to start my vague story. Okay, so I have been sad these last couple days, sad slash depressed, just in a state of unease and unsettled because I recently found something out about someone that I love and respect who was a complicated person, but something they did – again, here's the vagueness – something they did – Roughly 35 years ago that I think is cruel. It was and it wasn't even something it wasn't something criminal. It wasn't even something I'm trying to think like if someone else had done this, if I had heard a story of someone else doing this thing, how would I feel? I don't think I'd be as like pearl clutching and aghast as I am. It's just this person said something to someone else and it was designed to be vicious and humiliating and it's out of character for this person (sighs) great question it's just a step beyond what i like not really that's sort of i know i i'm react here's the deal i'm reacting as if it is out of character for this person when i and this is something that i work on in therapy when i really think about it it's not that out of character for this person this person has a, a vindictive cruel side when they feel threatened they can feel they can lash out in that way is that but why I, it's bothering you because it's it's reinforcing that reality of them well, instead of I the think, image you have yes i think that's my problem i this this pain that i'm having is like coming from like a very young place inside me like a two or three year old place who like want who can't I'm not accepting the totality of human beings being complicated. I'm like but if you did something that I think is so shitty, how can I still love you? Like it's it's a very silly. Like I'm really in I'm really having trouble assimilating and it'll go away cuz I am an adult. So it doesn't really matter. But like I'm having trouble assimilating this. I think I just I really have trouble with vengefulness with cruelty with people who in even if they're hurt people who inflict pain i was thinking about it like i feel like i'm like a zamboni just going around trying to like clean things up afterwards like oh like let me smooth over like did something hurt you let me smooth that over let me let me make up for this pain that other people have inflicted i have always thought of you as a zamboni i know i get that a lot right i Um, think yeah I don't know. I, Are you, go ahead. 
I think the need, and I'm going to say to you what my therapist would say to me, because I've brought a similar sort of issue to my therapist, which is, I think that you have to take care of you first, whatever that looks like. So to me, when I hear the Zamboni illusion, I feel like that's that's taking care of other people, smoothing things down for other people. Yes. And you have to figure out what's best for you in the situation. Is it a boundary? Is it asking more questions about it to find out what that thing is? And then it also raises the question of like, um, do we hold people responsible for things that we know that they did 35 years ago that we just found out about? Let's just say they're not a famous person and it, you know, it, it's not yeah. in their body of work and, and people didn't come forward about them. But it's a th- Thing right. that happened that bothered you. So it's like well, you have – yeah. That's did you the know, thing. This may give it away, but did you know them when this thing happened? Yes. Okay. And that- also, it's not it's not exactly that I just found out. It was a story that I always knew about. And it, I don't know if you guys have this stuff too. There's plenty of stories that are sort of like rattling around my brain. But occasionally, one will sort of get kicked up to the top. And I'm like, holy shit, did that really happen? That is so insane. So it was one of those. So then I brought it up to a compatriot of the person, shall we say. And I was like, did this really happen? And then I got some details. And I was like, oh, my God. It was like way worse than I realized. I feel like that may be part of it, though, because you're – you're experiencing it like you feel like you didn't you were there basically yeah and didn't see it so there's sort of a um like a deception piece or like you're you're rewriting your memory of a yeah. time and that's more traumatic than just hearing about a thing that you weren't there for yes yes i'm i'm seeing it through in a new way now through right. an adult's eyes and just like what the fuck um but robin you had said like whatever the self-help is for me if it's asking more questions yes i would like to get a lot of clarity yeah but i don't know that i can because i don't know how much this other person is gonna like want to dredge it all up you know right it's like that could be it could be true but you have to be prepared to be I mean, I'm really going to sound like I'm in therapy. Prepare to be sort of rewounded by it because yeah. you're going into the past. You're reaching back to something, a, a scab that not necessarily is healed for everybody, but it's a scab and something bad happened. Yeah. And I just feel like you have to really take care of yourself in that moment and be like, is this the best thing? I fully get when something rattles around in your head and then it kicks up to the top and it's like, it's all you can think about. But you yes. have to sort of, I would think, just say to yourself, like, in taking care of me and and my best interests, is it healthy for me to dive back into this and to get right. clarity? And where, is, and where is that coming from as well? Right. Like, what if I could just say, yes, this person acted in a way that was cruel and immature 35 years ago. They're a different right. person now. Right. Uh, and And even if they weren't, like, Okay, you know, can I live with that? I need to be able to live with that. Like, I, I, I don't know. It, right. It's I don't a tolerance think of my, issue. I don't can, think of myself as a judgmental person. And yet what I'm sort of coming up against is like, I have a lot of judgments about this kind of behavior. I well, don't know. Can, yeah. I, I feel like. I feel like you have all sorts of darkness. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in your past. Yeah. Um. Starting with Rhode Island. Yes. Well, actually, <laughs> yes. <laughs> a- 
Actually, it's twofold, Ken, question. You have all sorts of darkness and complicated people in, in your past, A. And B, would you agree that you have a bit of a vengeful streak? Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm fueled by spite most of the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, especially when I was younger, um, I was all about uh, uh, re- uh, revenge <laughs> uh, on people and sort of um, putting people in their place that that weren't suffering consequences for their actions. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. uh, I was very big on that sort of like vigilantism. Right. I think this is kind. This this thing is kind of like that. It was okay. like. Uh, the person was acting out of like, you hurt someone that I care about. So now I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to exact revenge. And I'm just like, oh, this whole thing is insane to me. Um, but how does your wife feel about this? Um, I don't really do it now. Um, <laughs> but I don't think she shares a similar outlook on that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um but it's been a long time. Like that was like my teens and twenties. Like, oh yeah, if someone had like assaulted someone or stole money or like was a piece of shit, like I would, they'd get a pillowcase over their head, go into their car, and you know, get the shit kicked out of them. Oh, you're violent. Well, we we know that you broke someone's fingers. So. Well, yeah, but that was a drug dealer. I know you, you know, feel justified. You have to sort of. I also think that you cross some sort of the vengefulness we all want revenge we all want to be vigilantes but it's like we're all adults too and you have to like weigh whether or not crossing that rubicon is going to be a good good idea for you and if i can give an yeah if i can give an example there is there is a person out there that i know i know is like basically uh was inappropriate with young women and now he's been elevated to a very important position at a university. And the university just put on their Instagram, like, he did uh, so-and-so gave a graduation speech, and they put a picture of him. And it has taken everything, every single ounce of my being to not post in the comments, this man is a pedophile. <laughs> because at the end of the day, the person that would probably suffer the most from doing that is me. And I don't want them coming after me. I just want that guy to not be teaching young here's, women. <laughs> here's what I do now, though. You've reminded me. Um, like <laughs> like comedians or people that I know who are pieces of shit. Now what I do is behind the scenes, I get them kicked off shows. I get them fired from jobs. I get them sort of banned from conventions. And they never know why or that I did that. And it's like the only thing I can do and to tell everyone like, Oh, this guy is a piece of shit um, or whatever. And like, I feel like that's not, that seems like a healthy way to do that. I guess like the whisper networks, the whisper. Yeah. Network. But is yeah. that, would that be vengeful vengeance enough for you, Allison? Oh, see, I'm very anti vengeance. It okay. scares me. Yeah. It, um, scares me. it scares me too. It frightens me, probably because I I grew up around people who who maybe didn't enact it, but definitely like wanted vengeance and believed in it. Um, so I am always like, just forgive, just forgive, just forgive. That being said, there was a guy that I worked with at a magazine who I dis we but we disliked each other, which felt unjust. It felt like only I should get to dislike him. And I remember thinking, it's finally happened. I finally met the person who 
if he was broken down on the side of the road, I wouldn't help him. Because <laughs> my thing has always been, and this is also coming from a young, non-nuanced place, but my thing has just been like, be nice all the time, always to everyone. That's just the right way to be. Like, there's too much cruelty in the world. Um, but again, that's coming from like, you know, that's like a five. I, I was five when I decided that's how I am. <laughs> right. See, I, I, I have a people should be better off for having known you life theory. Mm-hmm. And I justify some of that with some of these people by suffering consequences for things are ultimately better off themselves. Yeah. And if they keep going unchecked, like that's not, not good for them. I'm not like I'm being altruistic because a lot of these people, like I do enjoy watching them get fired from jobs and, uh, you know, suffer consequences for things that they've done. But ultimately like that is beneficial to them. <laughs> like to, to be like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't be a piece of shit. So, Robin, this guy that yes. got elevated to this position, do other people know about him? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And yeah. Because a and little bit, I'm hearing it thinking like, but maybe it would help if people knew, you know, because you don't want to, like, you don't want to endanger more his students or something, but you're saying it's out there, it's known. It's out there, it's known, and, and now he is in such a position of power in this little tiny structure of power that he's found himself in. That me posting that, I just don't know. And also, it's like, it seems like a thing that an unstable person would do. Like, in my most unstable, right. unregulated state, I would post that. You don't want to get uh, sucked into it, too, because it doesn't no. directly involve yeah. you. Not anymore. And so, you know, I just kind of put it in a box. And every single time, and maybe this would be helpful to you, but every single time I think I get, like, in a rage spiral about doing it, I will contact a friend who knew him and um, say, should I do this? Like, I'm going to do it right now. And they're like, it's just going to fuck everything up for you. Mm. And and I like to go to bed at night knowing that I haven't intentionally fucked up anything. <laughs> yeah. um, you want to feel like you're clean in that sense. So, and I think you and I are similar in that way of like, we just don't want anything hanging over our heads. Yeah. Um, but it does sound like maybe a, like a, 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 a come to Jesus, really honest conversation needs to happen where you need to hear their side of the story and you need to say, oh, okay, well, this is how it makes me feel. Even 35 years later, it makes me feel really crummy. Right. And that way you could get maybe sort of, you may not get exactly what you want from the situation, but you will have expressed yourself and taken up space in this thing that has taken up space in your head. Yeah. I just think it would help me... Or maybe I'm trying to avoid having conversations that are tough, but I think it would help me if I could just accept that people are complicated and they have aspects of themselves that I don't like, um, yes. you know, and, and that's okay. Um, and we're never going to change them. Right. We aren't, you know. And some like, things are situational and like in moments as well. Um, I mean, obviously I don't know the details here, but it, it, Sometimes I have to put things in perspective that um, almost nothing's almost a one-time thing, but like, uh, you know, a a situation is unique. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Each, you'll, you'll feel it in your, 
gut in your bones when the time is right to talk. But I do think you need to process this with that person if it's possible. Because mm-hmm. talking to the compatriots is helpful in collecting data, so to speak. But right. I think the only true healing will come when you sort of lay out on the table, like, this is how this makes me feel. And then that person could absorb that and say, this is how this makes me feel. Right. But do you, have you ever encountered a situation where you do that kind of thing? And then the person's like, what are you talking about? Right. What? Yeah, in general. Or like, that wasn't yes. a big deal. I don't even remember that. Right. Oh, that is such a there's a lot of There's yep. a lot of stonewalling that could happen. Yeah. Yes. You have to be prepared for that. That's yeah. why you got to take care of yourself in this in this situation. Right. Because you're not going to get what you need from the other person. Right. Right. That's why I'm trying to like process in therapy and now on my show. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I will take we're the just, copay. We're bridging that moment between August and September when the therapist may not be back. (laughs) That's right. Thank you. (laughs) Tony, what about you? Do you have, do you have, do you struggle with uh, wanting people to be a certain way and then being like, but you're not? A little bit. I think I'm very similar to you with everything you said, really. I think I would be having the same thoughts. Uh, The only thing really I can add is that for my birthday, I would like you to tell us who it was and what they did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's his birthday, Allison. Oh my god, it's I the have boy's to do birthday. it. It's a I new have moon. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't do it in 35 years, I'm going to be bothered by you, you not doing do it. it. When you remember Rosh Hashanah this, will not happen. That's right. <laughs> there will be that no moon, Jewish New Year. The moon's going to get old. <laughs> Can just periodically you're going to be like, remember that time that she told a really amorphous, vague story and we all talked around it but we don't really know what it was about and, and you have normalized it. it and then one day it'll be like did that really happen i need clarity yeah yeah you're gonna be like who are you why are you <laughs> calling me on my boat that we all live on now because there's no more land oh my, oh my god <laughs> i love that we're all on a boat though i actually i don't i don't I'm very wait are you anti-boat robin i can't be on i, I can't boats. even be on a I ferry can't. i hate boats <laughs> We're the same. We're the same. I can't. I don't. I can't. I. I I physically cannot. I can't even be on a kayak. Why do we need to be on a boat? I I, I get seasick. So you too. Yeah. And you know what? I want to make an. I make an appeal to all the people out there that think they're being helpful and saying, "What about the patches behind the ear? What about the wristbands? What about the Dramamine? Those don't help a very deeply seasick person." But it is why I watch Below Deck religiously because it's like fantasy TV for me. It's a, it's a life also, I'll never have. They're also implying that you really want to be on that boat if you could just get over the seasickness. Correct. I imagine that's probably not the case. It's not because you're out at sea and what if you decide, oh, this isn't for me. I want to go back. It's, it's like terrible. not your call. It's there's not sea your creatures. Call. There's sea creatures under there. Stuff smells like chum. Yeah. <laughs> like weird things happen in international waters. Like, okay. Yeah. Is is that reason for me not to move to Rhodey? No, see, it's good because unless you're going to Block Island, which you could take a helicopter to or a plane, which I, I also think. don't think I don't think I do helicopters, but I hear what you're saying. Uh, helicopters yeah. are scary, um, you know. But Rhode Island does have a beautiful shore, beautiful beaches. You don't have to get on a boat. Love it, Tony. Are you a boat defender? I wouldn't say I defend them. I'm not as anti as you guys are, but I'm certainly not going to defend them either. Old boat shoes, Jackson over here. Yeah, <laughs> like I have, like uh, I've thought about 
going on a cruise seems like one of the most awful ideas to me. Like, it seems yeah. terrifying to me. It's like a prison. Can, yeah. Can you let my mother and stepfather know that? Because they have one booked for next year, and we don't know how to tell them that that's probably not going to happen. Like, how, I mean, yeah. how are cruises going to happen? Anyway, how are cruises going to happen? Yeah, like, especially when they're like, the thing about the cruise that's great, aside from being locked into a building with these people, is their buffets. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even so much that you're locked in there. For me, it's like the fact that there's parts where you're just like in the middle of the ocean. Yep. Yep. And if something were like, because I find the ocean, I, I will get in the ocean, but I'm not a huge fan. Uh, and uh, I mostly find it terrifying. I once got trapped in a school of bluefish on no, Cape no. Cod. And I don't know if you've ever seen bluefish. They sound nice, oh. but they look like barracudas. And as a kid, I had read that, and this is true, they have an anticoagulant in their saliva. So when they bite you, you just bleed to death. And I had kind of swum out too far. And there was this fisherman. He goes, hey, kid, get out of here, this bluefish. And he pulled up this, like, coelacanth-looking monster. And I panicked and started sinking. And someone had to dive in and save me. Oh, my Whoa. God. God. That is that horrible. All, it all sounds awful. It was terrible. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not big on. Uh, I was going to say scuba diving. Of course, I'm not into. It. I'm not big on snorkeling. In oh, God, theory, no. this is the thing. It's only recently that I've fully accepted I am not meant on a boat, and I'm not really meant to snorkel because I've tried them these things numerous times, and then you know, a few minutes into it, I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. It's freaking me out. I would like to recommend boogie boarding. I got a boogie board at Costco and have rediscovered the ocean because of, I'm not a boat person because I'm not a snorkel or scuba person. I was very inspired by this HBO documentary called 100 Foot Wave, which I highly recommend. And I was like, I gotta get out there. I gotta do it. And I will say it's very healing. If you're looking for healing, Go and I do boarding. love surfing. I do love yeah. surfing. The few times I've been able to go, it's it's awesome. Yeah. And I love sitting at a restaurant that overlooks <laughs> the water. Yes. <laughs> then Rhode Island is for you. I know. I'm telling you. I don't know how I'm going to convince my husband. Here's, a, but here's an interesting thing. Do you know what they call milkshakes there? Pavement. Cabinets. <laughs> Wait, what? Are you thinking of concretes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what is a concrete? And also, why do they call them cabinets? That's, there's a lot of weird stuff going on with dairy because Rhode Island also has something called coffee milk. Yes, it's the national drink of Rhode Island or the wow. state drink. And yeah. what is it? It's coffee it's flavored basically, milk? basically, yeah, like if you took a coffee, like if you switch the ratio of coffee to milk that people normally would have. I mean, that Oy. sounds delicious. Everybody drinks it. It's really great. Uh, they also have, when I was growing up, if you went and ordered pizza in Rhode Island, what you would get is room temperature square pizza with uh, just tomato sauce and some sprinkled Parmesan cheese. <laughs> Wow. I feel like they that's got to have changed and all this. Yeah, time. now you, if you want that, you have to specifically order. They call it either pizza strips or party pizza, which just seems gross. Like um, but yeah, that was Rhode Island pizza. I don't uh, know. Yeah, it's. It, I'm not some hearing a there. lot that is going to work for you, Alice. How about this? Just... This you'll love. This there was a chain <laughs> that died and then came back of religious coffee shops called Best Eaten. That was all over Rhode Island, and all the donuts uh, were named after like apostles, and they were like, "Oh, I like that religious things on the cups." Uh, except their iced coffee, which literally came in a bucket, and is called the tank. 
Uh, and I went there with my wife once and she ordered it and she was like, oh my God, because it was so big. And then the lady working there goes, it's the tank. <laughs> <laughs> like, there used to be a lot more novelty restaurant items, I feel like. Yeah. Like, does anyone here remember Bobby McGee's? Yes. No. I had a birthday there, I think. I had. I, yes, I did too. <laughs> multiple birthdays. I think it had to have been a chain. I don't know if it was just so in California. Sh- did it yeah, have, it must have the been shoe you drank out of a shoe or something? Yes. So the first of all, the waiters, uh, so the servers dressed as characters. So like you'd yes. be served by Indiana Jones. And you could order your drink. For kids, it was a strawberry virgin strawberry daiquiri or strawberry banana daiquiri or something. Yes. And yes. you could order it. It would come in a novelty toilet, sink, yes. ladies' boot, Ladies cactus boot. or just boot, I think. Yeah, man's know, boot. COVID lockdowns aren't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was very fun as a kid to have your birthday there. But you know what else is great? <laughs> Queen of segues. <laughs> Feels. Feels is CBD. Feels has been great at putting my mind at ease and helping combat my nervousness throughout the day. Unlike some other products that help achieve this, Feels is all natural, which I absolutely love. Uh, Feels is a premium CBD that will help to keep your head clear, help you to keep your head clear and to feel your best. It's hassle-free, delivered directly to your door. Um, I have tried some other CBDs and I felt very altered from them in a way that I didn't want to, whereas Feels, um, it no pun feels very it just you just feel relaxed from it you don't feel the stuff that you don't want to feel uh place a few drops of feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes the thing to remember about cbd is that finding your right dose is important and everyone's dose is different in fact feels offers a free cbd hotline to help guide your personal experience so that you find your perfect dose the feels customer service team is dedicated to making sure you get the best use of your cbd joining the feels monthly membership makes your self-care easy you'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time start feeling better with feels become a member today by going to feels.com slash allison and you'll get 50 percent off your first order with free shipping that's feels f-e-a-l-s.com slash allison to become a member and get 50 percent automatically taken off your first order with free shipping feels.com slash allison all right so look maybe i shouldn't move to this is sacrilege and I did on Monday, uh, we had Emily Oster on the show. She's great. Everyone go check out that episode. She is, she has a PhD from Harvard. So I was intimidated. Um, she's a, an economist and an author and she's written these books that are, are great. Um, expecting better, which is about helps you make decisions during pregnancy. Um, and she uncovers data that, it's, it's very fascinating, the, the links that she makes. Um, so Expecting Better Crib Sheet and her new one is The Family Firm. Uh, and she lives in Rhode Island because she's a professor at Brown. So wow. I think I promised her that I'm moving to Rhode Island. I don't know that she cares, but I care about my new friendship with her. She's but I'm in Providence. Sa- Providence is a whole different animal. Which which yeah. of the which three section? places, which one is that? Yeah. So Providence is like the 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 city. And Providence looks like Gotham City. There's actually a building there that the Daily Planet from Superman was based on. Um, there's tons of like weird gargoyles, like H.P. Lovecraft was from Providence. Uh, there's a really bizarre mob history in Providence where the mayor of Providence, Buddy Cianci, was the head of a mafia. And hmm. 
was also the mayor and he got, he got reelected from prison at one point and any store you'd go in, he had his own pasta sauce. So like, <laughs> if you went to a supermarket in Providence, there wouldn't be like Prego. It was like, see Ansi's ever, no other sauces. Uh, it was very weird, but there's all kinds of really cool, like Victorian and like Edwardian houses. You can, you can rent or buy like a Victorian house for like nothing. I'm in. So, I'm just wondering, I mean, that was a ringing endorsement, but what I'm wondering is, is there somewhere else in New England that I might like better? Here's the thing that you're not even talking about. I don't think we talked about this before, though, either. You always, like, talk about uh, how much you hate weather and when it's really hot here. The the humidity Humidity. everywhere else is so, so, so disgusting. I will say, though, on the south... (laughs) Even in New England? Yes. Yes. It's brutal in New England. It's disgusting. It's awful. Like, you don't... I used to live in it. I've been away for a while. And I still... Even though, like, I do remember when I ever, whenever I'm there again, it's always worse than I remember. And I remember it being terrible. I mean, I lived in New York. Getting out of the shower in the morning. And knowing you're never going to get more dry than that. (laughs) That's a great image. Yeah. It's a choice. I mean, you have to think about, are you an East Coast? Are you going to be an East Coast person? I mean, I lived in New York for nine years and I loved it. I think you're forgetting the humidity, though. Like, when was the last time you were there? But I'll say on the shore and South Rhode Island on the beaches, the humidity is very low and the temperature is beautiful. I like that. That's Tony, why people go there. The last time I was there was, I think, 2016. And we went around Christmas time and oh, it was like it 70 humid. every day and humid. And I thought this su- this was it was weird. Yeah. It was weirdly. <laughs> <That's nothing>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. I, I, if you were going to go New England... I do. I do recommend around Massachusetts is too expensive and most people are assholes here. Uh, and I say that as a born and bred Massachusetts person, uh, New Hampshire is the South of the North. You don't want to go there. Uh, Maine is a whole weird thing that you just have to be into to go there. What does that mean? Maine is a, like, I wouldn't here. Here's how I'll describe Maine to you. There is a reality show called down East dickering. <laughs> and dickering is the barter system, which many parts of Maine oh. still use. Oh, wow. Uh, and so this show is about these guys who like bar- have no money. They barter everything. That's what Maine is like. Most of it. <laughs> uh, but Portland's cool and like kind of, but it, there's a lot of snow. Uh, there's people speaking French. Uh, yeah it's weird it can be dreary in the winter in in those coastal new england towns it gets a little uh i almost just said down easter alexa which is a billy joel song from 1989 (laughs) but that's the vibe it feels like down easter alexa in those places and you have to be willing to live through that i think i would like that i think i would newport Newport, Newport Roadie. You would love Newport, Rhode Island. Yeah, I think I would. I enjoy dreariness. I enjoy drizzle and gray, and it's the heat I don't like. And humidity. It's worth it for the autumn. Like as an inner goth kid, like the like the the October country of the autumn is kind of what you what you hold what you get through the summer for. I mean, I could also just like take take a vacation. Maybe I should just take a vacation. What is it? The October. Country of the Easter, what'd you say? Yeah, like the October country of the fall is great. Like if you went to Salem, Mass in October, 
Uh, just there's like a chill in the air. Sounds lovely. It sounds, sounds, it like, sounds like Gilmore Girls. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, wait. What about Connecticut? Connecticut <laughs> is a shithole you drive through to get to New York. And it's, 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 a, this won't make sense to anyone who's not from Massachusetts, but it's a state with no major city, just four Worcesters. <laughs> so it's like four shitty mid level cities, no big city to go to, and then some parts that are just really rich people. What about yes. Vermont? I love Ken's unfiltered take on every state. Vermont feels Vermont's weird. There's a lot of hippies there. So if you can deal with that, I'm not. I a wore flammable skirts. I mean, no, this is a whole different level of hippie. This is I'm like sure. I make my own deodorant out of beeswax that I collect myself kind of people. Uh, so if you can stand people who smell like Italian subs most of the time uh, and white people with dreadlocks, then most of Vermont is pretty good. If you don't it sounds like, like my college. Yeah. If you don't like skiing, there's not a ton to do that. It's very nature based. Mm, um, yes. Yeah. But like, um, there's a couple cool cities there, but it's, it's, it feels very remote. If everywhere in Vermont feels like you have to drive for hours if you need to get anything. Mm. But you know, as recently, I want to say I was in Vermont in 2018 and I feel like as recently as like 2016 or 2017, they were paying people $20,000 to move to, to Vermont. Move there. They are really? still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you had to, you could keep your job and obviously this is pre pandemic, but you could keep your job, but had to work remotely. You had to like, you know, which, which was a thing back then to get approval for unlike now. And that's a pretty good deal for a lot of people. They want you to move there. And it's like getting a pay raise. Like if you worked in in LA and you you do that same job and work remote in Vermont, that's like a 25% pay raise basically. It's true. Wait, why are they needing people so badly? They lose a lot of New England states. We lose population every year. Massachusetts, our population's gone down every year. Vermont, it goes down every year. Because young people who grow up there don't want to live there. Mm. That is what happens. And they leave and don't come back. This is is kind of me with Southern California. Even though, like, the truth is, I'm pretty... I mean, I have roots here at this point. I don't really see us picking up and moving to Rhode Island as much as I am. I really want to do it, sort of. Do you like fried clams? No. Uh, Love them. Is that the only food they have? No, they have tons (laughs) of good food. Oh, yeah, you said they have the most diverse cuisine. Oh, yeah. You get coffee milk, you have a thing called New York Way System Hot Dogs. Doesn't make any sense. It's only in Rhode Island. It's called New York System, and it's this, like, weird meat sauce that they put on hot dogs. Is it good? Snapchat! <laughs> um, let's see. Can you get artificial sweetener there? Of course. Yeah. Do but they have only decent? Do they have? Oh, do they have no, decent I, hospitals? Yes, they have excellent hospitals because there's a lot of like New England pinnacle of medicine hospitals there. A lot of people do their residencies. Um, the food is actually amazing because a ton. There's Johnson and Wales there. There's a ton of culinary institutes and like it, it's. It was such a depressed. Uh, city providence especially after sort of mid-century that all the arts and sort of food places went there because you could like open a restaurant really cheap and do whatever you want and so some of the best food in new england is in providence the best donut shop i've ever been to is in providence sold i'm doing it you you heard it here (laughs) not first because i've been saying this on all my podcasts but do you guys want to do some just mirror oh wait I think we should just mirror everyone. But first, I need to say hello and welcome to my new Patreon people. Allison wants to say thank you to a couple of special people on 
All right. Hello and welcome to Rochelle Medusa Vamp. And I was like, what a crazy last name. And then I realized that's probably not her true last name, Medusa Vamp. <laughs> but if it, I could How be long did it take you to, to come to that conclusion? Longer than you'd think. <laughs> um, crazy. But it, it is her last name. <laughs> that is a cool last name. Yes. She signed up for an annual subscription. Richard signed up for an annual subscription. Anna Q increased her pledge. And Lisa Roberts signed up for an annual subscription. Um, Amazing. Is that me saying that? No, I said amazing. (laughs) She was doing a voiceover of you. Amazing. I I thought that was a drop, and I thought it might have been me. That's just so weird. It sounded so much like me to me, at least. Is that Tony singing the song, by the way? Yes, it is. Amazing. 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 (laughs) Thank you. Give that boy a birthday. (laughs) Tony, I'm going to... I'm going to make you play the beans jingle because I just, it's a work of art. So (laughs) Daniel occasionally does a segment called Daniel's cool beans where he reviews beans. He hasn't done it in a while, but I believe Daniel is going to be the next Monday show guest. So I have alerted him that it would be great if he could put together a Daniel's cool beans. So let's hear the jingle, please. Black beans, kidney beans, pinto beans. Just love it so much. It's very '90s indie rock. <laughs> also, mean, that is my wheelhouse. <laughs> um, everyone, go check out the Monday show that Tony was on recently. The feedback has been overwhelmingly nice and positive. Um, it was just a really good episode. Thank you for being so emotionally naked, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, I think. I appreciate your emotional nudity. Um, okay. Let, so anyway, uh, as I said before, patreon.com slash Rosen. Sign up uh, for an annual subscription and get two months free. That's a good deal. Okay. Let's do some Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me? Or everyone. All right. Oh, this one came from me. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Is that your real last name? (laughs) It's my real last name. Um, Wait, how did I? What just happened? (laughs) Sorry, I had him pulled up and then I lost him. That was the you that wrote it didn't want the you that was reading it to read it that's right i'm hiding from me okay if i had it to do over again i would have bought queen size pillows just me or everyone i'm coming out of the gate with a hot pillow take you know how pillows are king or standard versus standard i should have clarified that i bought some standard size pillows and yeah for my extra for my extra long twin bed and uh, i was laying on the pillow thinking there's not enough pillow meat on either side of my shoulders what did i do what have i done to us us being daniel and me 
um, I really bought them for him. I bought him a two pack of pillows because he's been complaining about our power pillows suck. And so I bought him a two pack of really nice pillows and I couldn't decide what size and I got the standard and then I have stolen one, but I wish they were queen. Where do you guys come down? I always go king. Even if you really, that's a, a lot of, bed. that's a lot of pillow. Yeah, but it's like so much pillow. I don't, we don't have pillowcases up- to a accommodate well you have to you have to splurge on the bigger pillowcases but you're you're uh you're bringing your bed up to a better level even if you don't have a king-size bed you can have king-size pillows i mean we do have a king-size bed and so we go three across sometimes and then it's like a pillow for elijah no it's a pillow our dog (laughs) or our son sometimes will will sleep in that one but yeah i got that reference the elijah thank you thank you thank you (laughs) Uh, anyway, Robin, what size pillows do you have? Well, I have, I definitely have queen size pillows, but I recently discovered I am a side sleeper and there is a side sleeper pillow. So there's almost like a half moon yep. uh, built into the bottom of it so that when you sleep, you're not scrunched. What? Yeah. yeah and they it's make really it for like helped. pregnant women, I think originally yeah. or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have one. They're the best. They're the best. So I I have found I have found solace and sanctuary in this pillow because it, it fits everything I need to perfectly because I don't wake up with like crazy neck pain anymore from scrunching. I want so, solace and sanctuary yeah. for my pillow. Or a you body pillow that. or a, a knee bo- pillow. I but Daniel sleeps with like nineteen pillows. I just need one good one or two. Yeah, I think you need to invest. It sounds like whatever size it is, you may need to do some investing in in but the pillow that works. This what I saw when was these pillows for side sleepers that have like a baffle in them. It's a little raised, but it's not a half moon. Is huh. this what material is this pillow that it's you're memory looking at? foam, right? It feels like memory foam. I got it at a place in Studio City called the I want to say it's called the Nest or something, Nest Bedding or something, and they I'll said I'll look into it. Have you heard of our side sleeper pillow? And I almost fainted. I was so excited. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what kind of sleeper you are, but to me, it depends. the The meat of the pillow depends on where my head is. Well, I'm side and back. I start yeah. out on my back, but I think when it's time to really, really fall asleep, I think I go to my side. Yeah, you nice. Uh, you need a nice king with a cooling gel Ooh. and a memory foam, oh and then God. a side sleeper. Tony, what, you, like- what, what say you? I, I, I'm a fucking dummy. I don't even know. I didn't even realize that this was a thing. Like, I pillows? knew <laughs> you were going to, I suspected you might say that. Tony's thank, dirty thank pillows. <laughs> no, I have a, I have a queen sized bed. So I assume that means I have queen pillows because the pillows fit the cases that come with the sheets that I buy. So yeah, that's you probably, probably yeah. 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 I think, I don't know who standard pillows are for. They're for people who have twin beds, I guess. They're, They're for, for children. Yeah. They're for people who have guest rooms that, that they don't want anyone to stay in. <laughs> I'm literally in a guest room right now. Should I see what pillows there are? Yes, do it, do it. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, we'll God. be able to t- <laughs> pillow chat. <laughs> Look at these. What size is this? Oh, that's that a standard. feels standard. Look at that. You know, that's a standard and a queen case. Half of the pillowcase is hanging off of the pillow. Again, <laughs> patreon.com slash Aston Rosen, where you can see this pillow abomination. It's like a pillow that lost weight, or in a body switching movie, that pillow was the adult that switched places with the child. Yes. But not 
Yes, oh you know God. they say when you when you get older and lose weight, your skin doesn't stretch back. So that's what that <laughs> pillow is. When you're younger, your skin will stretch back. According to a gynecologist who shamed me many, many years ago. Oh, um, was it 35 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's too much information. <laughs> okay. Uh, you guys, I have been sending in a lot of just mere everyone. So I'm <laughs> I seeing. I think you read one last week also. <laughs> I know. I'm seeing other ones that I sent in. The oh, golf yeah. The, the one last. Yes. Was it golf clubs? <laughs> yes. yes. The one last Loved week. It. Uh, I found out because Greg Fitzsimmons, with whom I uh, host Childish, he golfs. So I learned a lot, a lot about golf clubs. And they do still sometimes have whimsical covers. I learned about woods. I learned about irons. I learned about putters. Hell yeah. From here, he has to have New England thoughts. Yeah, he doesn't know yet that I am going to be moving. But he's from You just Perrytown. got Fitzdogged. <laughs> I'm I'm literally one, uh, probably two or three miles outside of Terrytown right this minute. Are you? Is ter- Terrytown is cute, right? Very cute. It's Sleepy Hollow. So think of like the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Oh, yeah. If you That's, like your see- horseman headless, yes. go to Terrytown. Yeah. That's the only way. That's the only way I liked them. Um, I like them. I mean, oh my God, you guys, I- I'm going to have to scroll pretty far back to get past the ones I have sent in. So just give me a second. <laughs> What kind of pillows would the headless horseman have? That's the real question. Oh, he would have a body pillow. Yeah. Yes. But an actual body. <laughs> He'd be like, "You guys, I don't have a head. This is so rude. I just You're need just a body." You're making pillow. fun of me. <laughs> yeah, it's rude. Demian says, "I can't read a phone number unless the dashes are present." No, I don't think I have that. But does he also mean like the area code in parentheses? Oh, yeah. Here's what when I lived in England, they do the 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 spacing wrong mm-hmm. so instead yeah. of like three three four it's the same number of numbers but it'd be like two three two three or something and i could not remember a phone number because it wasn't in that the haiku of phone number <laughs> right right do you remember I, when we oh go ahead no i just feel like i need a period in between the so i need a 213 period 704 period whatever i i don't but i i'm not going to i'm not going to throw the the number out of bed if it doesn't have dashes you know <laughs> you just need some kind of punctuation to, yeah just yeah. something so when i was a kid if i was calling someone in the same area code you didn't type the area code right right what happens – it's been so long since I've used a landline and dialed a local number. But what happens now if you're in like, let's say, know, 714 and you're dialing another 714 number? Do you have to do the area code? Yeah. It'll give you a number cannot, cannot be completed as dialed. Really? Do you remember, Allison – I don't know if this is a Southern California thing, but was everybody able here to call in and get the time of the day? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it I was loved- five, five, It was like one, five, 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 one, two, one, two or something. And Yes. At the tone, the time will be 6 of 59. This is how cool I was. I remember calling time from a payphone once. <laughs> now, I can't remember cool if – as fuck. I can't remember if – Maybe it was free from a payphone, or I just really wanted to use a phone. Well, there's, <laughs> I there's don't a trick. There's a trick that we used to use on tour, an old punk band trick. Uh, do you know this one, Tony? The 800 number for free phone calls trick? I don't think so. So what in the this? 90s, we'd be on tour, we'd have any money. So if you dialed an 800 number and got them to hang up on you, 
but you didn't hang up. You could dial any numbers you wanted and it would be charged to their line. Oh, so wow. It was a way to make free phone calls everywhere. It was great. That's I amazing. I know that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I remember having a calling card at one point and there was a whole, and I had memorized the whole thing and there was like a whole series of crazy numbers I had to enter after. And stars. There was definitely a star yes. in there. It was very confusing, those calling cards. Yes. I feel like Damien has to work this out. I feel like Damien has to just kind of go with the flow because sometimes when you're dealing with an iPhone or a cell phone, there's not going to be those dashes. Adapt. Bring your own BYOP. Yeah. Bring your own phone number. Punctuation. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Chode to Joy says, smooth pickle slices are too reminiscent of their cucumber origins, like eating meat when it still bleeds or looks like the animal it comes from. Just mirror everyone. Smooth. So he wants like the serrated, like the, like the ridges kind. I think he does. Here's the problem with those. They're almost always bread and butter pickles and bread and butter pickles can fuck off. Wow. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah. I mean, I'm Uh, not, I'm not putting up with it. Tony, I feel like you should play the record scratch, which sounds like a zipper. <laughs> Zip, flop, flop. Wait, are those bread and butter pickles? I'm putting my penis away. <laughs> um, wait, bread and butter are are those um, the ones that are like fluorescent green, or are those the ones that are a little bit sweet? Sometimes they're called sweet pickles. Oh, okay. You know what? I always hated sweet pickles. Always, always, always. And then I sort of developed a taste for them but i don't uh, i don't seek them out but i'm okay with them but like not on something nothing's what? worse than when you're like oh a nice i'm gonna have a nice kosher dill or you're like gonna go bite into something with pickles and you're like fucking sweet pickles does anybody remember the way. sweet pickles van sweet pickles bus smart the sweet moms pickles know bus. how mm-hmm. kids minds grow yeah. sweet pickles, pickles. Yeah, more, i remember the commercials yeah sweet what pickles. is this i, I don't know it i don't was, know this uh, it like the learning system yeah when nickelodeon started they wouldn't take commercials for toys or anything commercial so they had like four ads one of them was for these cards with like like wolves on them and different animals but the sweet pickles bus was on every other commercial and it was like a you know it was like a learning kit that would come i got it when i was a kid i begged my parents to get it and it didn't the sweet pickles bus didn't actually deliver it which really pissed me off it's a bait and switch Liars. yeah Wait, yeah the cards with wolves was that like it has feet like a duck but it's furry yes 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 that's Time, exactly was it, it what was it time life animal collector something yeah. like Tony, that. Do you know yeah. they had little facts on them and my the, the best thing with the sweet pickles commercial is there's uh there's two kids in it who are terrible actors with this I, one girl goes sweet, sweet pickles, pickles is, is great, great. Yeah, that's the one kid, thing i remember sweet pickles is great and then this other kid goes i think it's excellent oh yes i just How remember thinking yeah, you know no, it. No, I think ahead. if you saw it, Allison, I think if you saw it, you would totally remember it. Maybe. I do. I, do. I have faith. Yeah, and there was also, I... it was that and then an ad for some kind of Fraggle Rock books that they would have all the time where this kid goes, yay, Fraggles, and then shuts the TV off for some reason and then reads these books about Fraggle Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. I'm, I, I, I. I feel I'm the only one who doesn't know this sweet pickles situation. Well, like, you're a mom. Sh- you should know because smart moms know how kids' minds grow. Sweet pickles. Sweet pickles. <laughs> what shows were you watching on Nickelodeon when the Sweet Pickles commercial was on? Mr. Like what Wizard's era? Wizard's World. 
Uh, I can't, you can't do that out of control. You can't do that on television. I love special delivery. Turkey TV. <laughs> yeah, Turkey TV. I remember Turkey TV might have been after my time. I don't know Turkey TV. Yeah. Turkey they didn't even was, have turkeys when I was growing up. Yeah, we didn't so. get those till what, 90? <laughs> um, was Salute Your Shorts Nickelodeon? Yes. yes. That was 93. Mm. Um. So listen, you guys, this has been delightful. It is It is now the time that we bring the show to a close. I have loved every minute of this. Thank you for indulging my Rhode Island Deanna. Anytime. Rhode Deanna. Um, listen, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you are subscribed or following in your app, listening app of choice. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a nice comment. I read them on the show. Often I, I'm overdue for reading them on the show. Um, leave us a nice comment in Apple podcasts. Tell your friends, follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. Again, Patreon. I've mentioned it. Oh, so many times. Robin, where do we find you? What should we be on the lookout for? I'm mostly just on Instagram these days. It's just at Robin Shore, R-O-B-I-N-S-H-O-R-R. Excellent. Thank you so much Thank for, you. for joining us from all the way across the country, which I didn't know until moments ago. I'm, I wanted to just, I didn't want to make a thing of it. I just wanted to zoom in and zoom out. Whatever that <laughs> well, means. This, this pandemic is perfect for you then. <laughs> Ken, what about you? Uh, still not doing stand-up, so I don't know when that'll happen again, but TV Guidance Counselor is still going. Next week's guest is Jackie Michelle Johnson, who listens oh, to the show now. Uh, awesome. Then I have uh, awesome. director John Sales did one and um, a couple more good guests coming up. So uh, you can go to tvguidancecounselor.com. That is awesome. Um, and Tony, what about you? Well, speaking of Jackie Johnson, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. And my Living podcast. Spaces. There you go. <laughs> uh, my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And uh Hey, if you live in Minneapolis this Friday, I'm playing there with Motion City Soundtrack at the Basilica Block Party. I don't know anything beyond that. So I only go to Majorapolis. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's fair. no. That's fair. solid. Uh, um, go ahead. Uh, no, that's it. That's, that's all I was going to say. Thank you, everyone. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? But now we gotta go Yeah, Allison Rosen Is your new best friend